you know, Cody, I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on those, um, what do you call them? Oh, feet. Because, you know, flipping your fins don't get you too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down, um, what's the word again? Street. You know, up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wandering free. Wish I could be part of your world. Cody! <laughs> Were you trying to just hold that in the whole time? Because I didn't tell you I was going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I was muted for the first part, and then I unmuted, and I realized what you were doing. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Well, not a whole lot, man. How the hell are you? And, of course, we are back for Shonen and Suds. I got so wrapped up in just doing that blurb that I just kind of lost track. Normally, I kind of I kind of say what else we're going to do, but fuck it, man. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, we're back for, what is it, episode 33 of Shonen and 33? I love that, man. But uh, to answer your question, Cody, I'm doing great. I've got a bit of a sore throat here. I was a... Uh, I went to a uh, live wrestling. I went to their the AEW Revolution pay-per-view down in Jacksonville, Florida, and I was good and schnooker, and I was hooting and hollering the whole time. You went and watched yourself a wrestling event? <laughs> a wrestling event in real time. Sure oh, did. Love that, man. Well, Chris. Yeah, hanging out with a friend of the podcast, Mr. Irving Diaz. He says he, you know, he's an old homie of ours, and uh, he says he listens to our cast whenever he gets the chance. So love that. Love that. Well, Chris, uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams, and you'll have to bear with me here. Uh, like I said, my, throat's, my throat is not all there, so if I sound like Peter Brady during this podcast, you know, pork chops and apple sauce, uh, we'll get there. That's right, we'll get there. And of course, this week we're covering another Studio Ghibli uh I, I wouldn't call I would call it a classic because it came out in, what two thousand eight so it's yeah it's still a, a it's a, a, a modern classic some might call it that's right and of course I'm talking about Ponyo uh, another a, a retelling of uh, the Little Mermaid if you couldn't tell from the from the intro blurb uh, right but, absolutely uh, practically practically the same movie just a little bit different just a different angle yeah a different little twist on it and. Uh, we don't got to deal with Ursula, of course, in this one. Thank God. Oh, I know. I know. It's just different things. It's just like pretty much the entire ocean, it seems like. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and Chris, uh, speaking of oceans, Chris, we got to... Uh... <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, I saw that. Chris, I hear you. I hear a little clanking around over there. What, what are we drinking today? What do you got? Oh, man. Well, you know, Cody, uh, you know, to help with the sore throat here, I'm doing a little, little hot toddy action. Hot toddy. Now, Chris, you'll have to forgive me. I don't know what that is. Sure. Well, it depends. A lot of people make them differently. Usually, it's like hot water, lemon, whiskey, and honey. Okay. Some people will use like herbal tea in there as well, but um, and that's what I'm doing. I'm doing some uh, some sleepy time tea, which is really all the herbal tea I had. Uh, some whiskey, a little bit of lemon, a little bit of honey, and that's what we got. Hot toddy great great for flu season like if you don't feel well and you got a sore throat drink a hot toddy i'm telling you um it'll change your life i don't know if you've ever had one cody though boy howdy no never so it helps but, with the, helps with the sore throat gives you a little buzz you know like 
That's right. It's the best little, of both I'll, worlds. I'll have my pipes back in no time. That's right. Love that. Well, what about you, Stud Muffin? What you sipping on, Cody? What you drinking? Ooh. Well, Chris, we're back at it again with another truly lemonade. This week we have the mango flavored. So, Ooh. Uh, one of my lesser favorites out, out out of the section, out of like the whatever we call this group of seltzers that I've been going through. <laughs> um, the sweet of seltzers? Yeah, the sweet of seltzers, that's right. Um, but, you know, you got to go through all the flavors one at a time. So figured yeah, this week right, we, we got a, a, ni- a nice enjoyable, n- nice little carefree, kind of whimsical uh, movie that we're watching. So why not just have a nice little fruity foo-foo drink to go that's along right. with it? I like my movies like I like my drinks. Carefree and whimsical. That's right, Chris. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, but... uh. But I don't know about you, Cody. Like I'm ready to dive in. I am absolutely ready to dive in. But you know, we're gonna talk about this, and we got we're gonna talk about some poll news and uh, what's gonna and uh, kind of some quick news. And I don't know how how new this is. I just happened to see stuff. It looks like uh, I've mentioned Shaman King a couple times here on the podcast, and uh, it looks like they're they're Shaman King is either it's either a new Shaman King series coming to Netflix, or they're just taking the old one and putting it on Netflix. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember you mentioning it before. Yeah, I'm excited. And also, too, the Pacific Rim anime, whatever it's called, Pacific Rim, uh, I don't remember. Fuck, it's, that's on, uh, that is on Netflix now, too. They have a Pacific Rim anime? <laughs> yes. Wow, okay. It's called The Black, Pacific Rim, The Black. Interesting. It is, on, it is an anime on Netflix, so I'm really, really excited about that. Um, it's on my queue to watch. Yeah, we'll definitely have to start throwing those up on some future polls, um absolutely absolutely but today cody we are talking about a fantastic little movie from studio ghibli directed by uh heo Miyazaki. this is of course ponyo so just a, a quick tale of the tape before we dive in the movie was released in july of 2008 um to pretty critical acclaim i mean it's it's no different than when you see another ghibli movie hit the theaters i mean it's gonna make i mean it um it was actually a it was shown on the most amount of screens in Japan. Um, it had actually finally, um, it had beaten, the, there was a Pokemon movie released the same day. Um, it actually beat that in the theaters. Um, it ended up making a lot of money. I want to say um, as of November uh, 2008, it made about 15 billion yen. Um, and it was anime of the year in 2008. Um, it was released internationally. Uh, only a couple months later, um, by Walt Disney Pictures, which you kind of see a lot of. Um, and I want to say in, in America, it actually debuted at number nine um, the weekend it was out on the box office, which is really great considering, you know, in 2008 when an anime movie was released, it kind of was, it kind of just came and went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually ended up becoming the, I'm looking at the list now, it's the fifth highest grossing anime film of all time. Yeah. And that's very very impressive. I mean, it's got high reviews on on Rotten Tomatoes, on Metacritic. Like, it's a very very well received film, is really what I'm getting about out there. And of course, like I said, it's uh, written and directed by Hio Miyazaki, uh, based on the the. It is based on the story about the Little Mermaid, and you can almost you get that almost immediately, right? Um, it it shows it. There's a lot of similarities there. It's just it's just done in a different way, you know. But, yeah. um, and this, of course, this is Miyazaki's, uh, his eighth movie with Studio Ghibli. Um, and I want to say his, uh, 10th movie that he's directed mm-hmm. overall. So, um, it just kind of falls in line with the rest of the movies that are, that he's made. So, I mean, 
it's, and that's not that's never a bad thing. No, yeah, absolutely not. If it's coming from him and Studio Ghibli, you know, with you know, it's going to be great. An instant classic. It's you, you know, it's going to be an instant classic. That's just that the kids are going to you're going to want to watch with your kids. Um, you may you may get a little misty eyed. You may not. Depends on how you are. But you know, overall, man, solid, solid flick. Let's dive on in, Cody. Take it. Take us there. All right, Chris. Well, we're going to pick things up. Uh, we're going under the sea. <laughs> and uh, that's right, Chris. And uh, we're introduced to a character who's unnamed at this point, but I'm just going to go ahead and say his name. His name is Fujimoto. Yeah. And uh, not to be confused with Yugi Moto, of course. Ah, um, uh, yes. Yugi Moto. <laughs> that's right. Oh, Fuji boy. Yeah, this guy is living in some kind of thing underwater um he's got all these different like fish and every sea creature you can imagine around him um and then of course he has these this group of what the film calls quote-unquote goldfish chris um i've never never seen boss i've never seen a goldfish look like this in my entire life with a face (laughs) yes they got like red scale dressed like things and human faces but uh you know that's a, that's a goldfish in this world, and uh, you can clearly yeah. tell there's one of these goldfish that's bigger than the rest. And yes. this is our our title character. This is Ponyo, and uh, she kind of goes off on her own. Uh, basically, has a little escape plan while her pops is distracted, and uh, hops on a jellyfish and kind of just goes off on her own little adventure. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, she gets basically caught up in like this. I don't know what they're actually called, but they're like the boats that collect trash off like the ocean floor, or like oh, the, like the... like not like uh, they're uh, trawlers, trawlers. A trawler, okay. Yeah. She basically gets caught up in in that, and like in the netting of that, and gets gets her head stuck in this like glass jar. Yeah. And then we flash over to our other main character, who's this young boy named Sosuke. Yeah, right. Sosuke, who looks like every other boy in every other man's <laughs> That's right. Oh, he's taking his boat down to the ocean, his little toy boat to go play. And, uh, of course, Ponyo comes washing up. And he sees her out, in, out just like in the in the shallow end of the water. Yep, so he's smushed into that little jar. Yeah, he comes out and rescues her and uh, basically breaks open the jar. And uh, now let's keep this. In, this is one important part that it doesn't seem too important at the time, but he cuts mm-hmm. his finger on the glass of the jar. Oh, poor boy. And uh, while he's trying to, like, wake this fish up, uh, Ponyo, like, licks his wound. And it, like, heals his wound, basically. And uh, he basically comes up with the name of Ponyo and kind of gets her a bucket of water. And uh, that's... Yeah, it's like his his new little best friend. He's taking her to school with him. And uh, (laughs) we meet Sosuke's mom, Chris. And uh, also known as, like, NASCAR World Champion. Because uh, oh, when <laughs> when she drives any time in this film, she is going 100 Dude, miles an hour <clears throat> at all points in time. Like even like like she's just running a little late to work and doesn't matter. Driving if, like she has to take a shit and, <laughs> she's, she, and she's 12 miles from home. Yeah, and there's like boats pulling up on the dock, and she just doesn't care. She's going straight through it. Doesn't matter. Um, nope, got a shit. Sorry. And so, <clears throat> while she's on her way to work and obviously taking Sosuke to school, um, we get to see Fujimoto, Ponyo's dad, and he's obviously he's 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 kind of freaking out, and he's trying. He sees like the car, and he's basically just following them. Mm-hmm. And he's got like these little 
I don't even know. He can summon like these, like fish out of. <laughs> I almost said fish out of water, but like ha ha <laughs> ha ha. That's the idea. Yeah. No, like it, 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 like when you when you see them, it almost looks like they look like when they when they're in the water, like almost like Ultros heads is what that's what they look like to me. Yeah, like they have eyes and they're they're not actual like creatures. They're just things that he can summon up to like chase mm-hmm. after Ponyo. Um, but yeah, it's very it's very hard to explain. Just a a very Studio Ghibli type thing. Um, oh, very very whimsical creature that makes no sense. That's right, and uh, of course we get we get to we get to school, and uh, Sosuke goes to school, and his mom works at like it's like a a nursing home right next door. Mm-hmm. And so Sosuke like hides Ponyo, and of course like one of the other little girls at the school sees Ponyo and. Obviously, she's kind of rude to it, <laughs> or rude to Ponyo, and Ponyo sprays her in the face, and like Sasuke's basically like, I gotta find find a place where he can hide her so he can continue going to school for the rest of the day, and uh, mm-hmm. so then he takes him over, takes her over, excuse me, and he we we're introduced to like the three old ladies uh, of this movie. And there's like two two nice old ladies, and there's one kind of kind of stern, raggedy old bitch. That's right, and. Uh, he introduces him to Ponyo and like this old lady's like oh that's I don't even know what she calls Ponyo but she's like hey you gotta put that back in the ocean otherwise it's gonna cause a tsunami which we're gonna put a pin in that real quick cause that's oh yeah we come some, back to that that's some major foreshadowing um but yes. yeah and of course Ponyo doesn't like the way this lady's talking so Ponyo sprays her with water as well and then Sasuke's like, all right, I got to do something with this fish. So he runs back down to the ocean sea, or like to the ocean side, I should say. And uh, Fujimoto, ocean sea. yeah, Fujimoto and his uh, his little whimsical creatures are are after him, and uh, they manage to like basically swarm on Sosuke and Ponyo, and they they take Ponyo back. And so obviously Sosuke is pretty heartbroken about this, and. Uh, Basically, Fujimoto's, he's got his daughter back, and we, we learned Ponyo's actual name, which is Brunhilde. Brunhilde. Uh, yeah, whatever whatever that means, but that's apparently a name. Uh, and basically, he's, he's trying to explain to her that, like, you, you can't go out, and, like, to the human world. Like, you, you have, like, these magic powers, all this stuff. Well, I will say this, Cody. If you, uh, as a Final Fantasy person, you might recognize that name more in line with Bryn Hilda. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I just realized that as I was reading it, I was like, "Yep, that sounds like Bryn Hilda." <laughs> um, I want to say Bryn Hilda is like the Nordic version. Okay, that's interesting. But yeah, a little lesson for the day. Yeah, a little little Final Fantasy uh, crossover there. Love that. Yeah. Um, but basically she's like, no, my name's Ponyo now. And she's like, she, she she's kind of having a, a little fit cause she doesn't want to be there with her dad. She wants to go back and be with Sosuke. And at this point, Ponyo can also like speak very, very little, but she can talk. Mm-hmm. Like she said, Sosuke's name. And, um, this is where she starts to really like use some of her magic, Chris. Cause she like forces herself to grow like these little like chicken legs that's what i like to call them <laughs> and, like little little chicken hands almost <laughs> like just little three-fingered hands basically and uh her dad's kind of freaking out and so he, he pounds down some of these like magical potions that he has and uses his power to turn her back to her normal goldfish self and uh he throws her back into the group 
uh, it's like a bubble type thing um, with her other little sisters and with the help of them they actually like break her out wake her up and they're like hey they don't say anything but like they're kind of encouraging Ponyo to like go out and find Sosuke and uh, once again she uses her magic again and like she hops up and like cuts a hole in the window and like causes all this water to come pouring into like the structure that they're inside and then she makes her way into like her father's hidden room with like this well of elixirs or whatever the hell it is. Um, and this, of course, causes Ponyo to basically turn into like a full blown like little girl. Um, like she's got real hands and real feet and everything. Yeah. And it kind of and it ends up causing like essentially the world to go off balance. Yeah, we get like a very whimsical Studio Ghibli like scene where like she comes bursting out of the water and there's like gigantic fish and I mean just all these sea creatures are just kind of just going crazy and like it seems like the magic's like taking over everything. Um, and basically she's she's trying to get back to Sosuke. Um, now this when when Ponyo bursts out of the ocean, it, it basically causes this tsunami across the lands like you see like it's starting to rain they're trying to get back uh sasuke's mom lisa obviously she's got to get them back to their house and once again we're dale earnhardt jr out here she's pedal 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 to the floor chris and uh on their way home she basically sasuke is like looking out the window and he's like mom there's like giant fish and like you can see them out in the water and like you see this little girl she's running out there basically and, uh, of course, that ends up being Ponyo. And, like, when they pull up to the house, he says that there was a little girl and she, like, fell in the water. And, uh, of course, they're, they're, they're all worried. And, like, Ponyo comes walking out of the water and comes running up to Sosuke, gives him a big old hug. And, like, they haven't realized that this is Ponyo yet. And she's like, do you, do you know this little girl? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just, like, eyeing each other up. And he's like, it's Ponyo. <laughs> and now, like, I, like Lisa's just kind of surprised because like this fish that her son caught earlier in the day is, or a couple, day, and a couple days before is now a walk and talk and human being with like red hair and you know and they just kind of roll with it she's like oh all right no well, you guys need to come inside because obviously it's still storming and stuff outside and uh they kind of teach her a little bit uh, about like just like basic human stuff like they make her lisa makes them up some ramen and like they basically just seek shelter in the house for now, and um, but she has to end up. She ends up deciding to go out back to the nursing home to see if there's anything she can help with out there. Make sure all the all the residents got evacuated, yada yada yada. And so she basically leaves Sosuke to to watch over the house and watch over Ponyo, and basically says, "Hey, I'll be right back." And I'll then, be uh, yeah, <laughs> says that of course, and then. They wake up the next day and, well, actually, I'm sorry. Let me, let me, I'm getting a little bit too far ahead of myself. Uh, oh, that's okay. We flash back to old boy Fujimoto and uh, obviously he's trying to like creep on Sosuke and his daughter Ponyo, obviously. And, uh, mm-hmm. through, the, through the old window there. Yeah, peeking <laughs> through the window. And then we get to meet, I guess it's technically Ponyo's mother. Um, mm-hmm. I don't actually know what her name even is. I know they refer to her as like the goddess of mercy at one point. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't even think they I don't even think they I don't know if she actually has a full uh, I don't think if she either. if she has a name, I don't think they even say it. Um mm-hmm. But anyhow, she's like this giant woman basically that's like in the sea. Massive. Uh, yeah, it's kind of another whimsical Studio Ghibli type thing. Um and she basically she has a talk with Fujimoto and she's like we got to see if Sosuke can pass this like love test. Um, and basically if, if he does this, then Ponyo can live as like a human and like she'll lose her magic, but she'll be able to be a, be a human. And then she'll be able to be with Sasuke. Obviously they're young at this point. These are only like five-year-old kids. Um, and that the world will be restored to order. Like everything will, everything will go back to normal except for Ponyo will officially be a human. Um, so yeah, Sasuke and Ponyo, they wake up, and the ocean's basically right at their back door. Um, yeah. The tsunami's obviously caused quite a, quite a bit of damage. Um, you got squids and stuff outside, and basically they're like, they're wondering where Lisa is, Sasuke's mother. And so, using some of Ponyo's magic, they, they take his, his little little toy boat, and she turns it into a full-blown, like, like a kid-sized boat, and they can use that to go and basically begin their their little adventure together to try and find sosuke's mother because you always got to find your parents in these movies that's right chris or the parents got to find the kids you know depending on yes which studio ghibli movie we're talking about here uh, absolutely but yeah they kind of go off on this fun little adventure they meet some more people from like the sea or from the sea from the city um, and then uh yeah they meet like a a group of like another group of parents that have like a young baby and like they kind of give them some food and then they give them back a candle that'll help work the boat some more. Um, Mm -hmm. And as they're basically as they, they come up, they're getting close to like where the seniors are supposed to be at. Um, Ponyo starts to like turn back into her old self and like all the things that she increased, like the boat like starts to shrink back up. Like it seems like she's like losing her power so to speak. And so Sosuke basically drags Ponyo and like the boat, everything to shore and he sees his mom's car. So he's like, all right, let me go see if like mom's car's there. Maybe she's there. Of course she's not there. And, um, he gets pretty upset, but then of course Ponyo comes and like kind of cheers him up and they're on their way to find him or to find her. And, uh, we get to see like a, a very odd scene. Like, turns out that Ponyo's dad has like Lisa and like all the residents from the nursing home like in this underwater like bubble thing I, mm-hmm. <laughs> it almost reminds me of like Sandy Cheeks's like house from Spongebob <laughs> <laughs> except it's full of water still but they can like breathe underwater and they can they're all talking and like the old lady is like running around having a good old time like I don't know what magic this guy's working with but you know that's funny it's happening, and uh, Lisa's down there, Sosuke's mother, and she, she's basically having like a, a mom-to-mom talk with Ponyo's mom. And uh, essentially, she's telling them that, like, I guess she's telling them about this, like, this love test between Sosuke and Ponyo. Um, mm-hmm. Because eventually they come running through, and they get there, and... Uh, Yeah, basically, yeah. basically, they Ponyo's mom explains to Sosuke like, 
do you love Ponyo? And he's like, yeah, I love Ponyo. I love and she's like, oh, can you... Fucking love Ponyo. Yeah, can you love like her if she's also in like her goldfish form? And he's like, yeah, I like all the Ponyos. <laughs> and um, basically, she asks Ponyo if she agrees to give up her, her magical powers and become a human for good. And she agrees. And Mom, you know, she does her little magic and boom. There it is. That's pretty much it. She Lisa says that she'll take care of Ponyo and... Uh, that's pretty much it, Chris. It's just a happily ever after story. Um, yeah, it, it's not much else to it. Yeah, it's it, it is like your typical, you know, what you'd expect out of a story based on the Little Mermaid. Um, yeah, I I should mention uh, I didn't mention him before, but uh, Sosuke's dad is of course Matt Damon, um, and he's a Matt fisherman. Damon. He's a fisherman out at sea. So uh, yeah, there's yeah, that. There actually <laughs> is some pretty uh pretty impressive star power in this movie. Kate Blanchett, Liam Neeson. Yeah, how could I forget? Yeah, Fujimoto's played by Liam Neeson, so. That's right. And you know, he's going to get his kids back no matter what, Chris. And, Damn right. Uh, yeah, we, we got, got Lily Tomlin, uh, Betty White, Cloris Leachman. Yeah, Tina Fey. Uh, mm-hmm. Even, I didn't even know. Is this true? Hold on, let me, let me double check this real quick. I believe Ponyo is, is done by uh, yeah. the Noah, sister of. Uh, Miley Cyrus, oh, yeah. Yeah, Noah Cyrus, yeah whole lot of a very star-studded cast um yeah absolutely uh, tina fey plays mom yeah, yeah i think tina fey is the mom yep yeah yeah a very like just all kinds of fucking big name actors and actresses um yeah i love it i absolutely love it in this film but yeah that's that is the story of ponyo it's pretty much just another telling of the little mermaid except instead of there being mermaids it's a goldfish and a mm-hmm. a goldfish's scientist dad thing i <laughs> apparently he's a wizard i don't i don't know what's going on with him but uh yeah they kind of just have like a, a little happily ever after story so uh yeah and it's 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 a solid solid watch yeah it's it's very hard once again with the studio ghibli movies it's hard to do it justice um just by talking about it over the podcast because you don't get to see all these like just incredible yep. all the incredible artwork and like the music we even get like a little ponyo song at the end with some of the worst lyrics i've ever heard in my life but <laughs> i don't know i mean no, i mean it's, i mean i guess but when you're comparing everything to totoro totoro it's really really hard i mean it's also also we've been spoiled by the Helsing outro i mean yeah. obviously yeah that's true um but you know for for a change of pace i really enjoyed having this on the podcast because for a while there, we've been dealing with some some really dark, you know, it's either vampires and ghouls and all these other creatures of the night, or it's like death and like I mean, there's just a lot. And now we just get a nice little like children's film. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's again par for the course for a Ghibli movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but Chris, this was your first time, so. Where 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 would you put it on your on your Studio Ghibli rankings? I know we've only covered um, two other films. Sure, it, I mean I think it's just number three. I mean when you're talking about Totoro, which is an instant classic, and you're talking about Grave of the Fireflies, which is one of my one of my one of my favorite movies to watch, but it's a very hard movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially since we haven't completed out the Ghibli ranking yet, I'm just going to stick this one at number three for the time being. And once we finish that rank, that could be an episode all on its own, ranking the Ghibli movies once we finish them all. 
Oh, I'm 100% in on that. And I also, I'm, I'm putting it on the Ghibli rankings, at least. I'm putting it at third for now as well. Obviously below Totoro and Grave of the Fireflies. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's, it's there's not much to the film. Um, mm-hmm. It's very very short, quick watch. I think it's what, like an hour and 40 minutes. It doesn't seem like yeah, that, though. Yeah, it's not long at all. Yeah, it really breezes on by. And uh, But yeah, that yeah. that is... That is Ponyo. Uh, and yeah, let's... great if you have kids. Great oh, for kids. Yeah, 100%. Um, but Chris, let's go ahead and throw it on our on our full-blown rankings. So um, I'll have you start first. I'm going to read off your, your current rankings. Sure, sure. So at the top, you have Metropolis, followed by Grave of the Fireflies, Knocking on Heaven's Door, My Neighbor Totoro, Eight Man After, Demon City Sinjuku, Afro Samurai Resurrection, and at the bottom, as always... Seven Deadly Sins, Prisoners in the Sky, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I'll probably put it above. Um, I'll put it, like, kind of middle of the road. Like, I'll put it above. I'll put it right. Oh, man. I think I'll put it above Eight Man after. So above Eight Man, below Totoro? Yeah. Because yeah, it's hard, man. It's really, really hard to not have a soft spot for these ghibli movies man like even like even if it's not your style even if like for anime if you like the 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 more serious stuff the more kind of like you know story driven stuff like it's just these movies are just too beautiful and too i don't know heartwarming to not just just immediately fall in love with they're all just cute as a button yeah 100 percent um i think i'm also gonna put mine right above eight man after Mm-hmm. Now I have Eight Man a little bit higher on my list because I have Metropolis below Eight Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's the the Studio Ghibli movies, as we've said many times before, they're just in a league of their own, really. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the more the more of those we cover on the show, the the higher like our our top half of our list, I feel like, are just going to be all Studio Ghibli. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Which the, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's they're they're the big names. Um, Unless you're talking about the uh, the Demon Slayer movie, obviously that is taking over the world. Uh, but yeah, which I, I almost feel like I feel like I, I should give Demon Slayer another try, but I'll get there when I get there. Yeah, I, I almost threw it on this week's poll uh, mm-hmm. as one of my nominations, but I was like, man, I, I feel like if I throw that on, it's like an instant win. Mm-hmm. Um. But with that being said, uh, Chris, let, let's talk about this poll that happened this week. Because obviously we nominated, uh, you nominated Trigun and Persona 5, and I nominated mm-hmm. Japan Sinks 2020 and High School of the Dead. And finally, after about four nominations, Japan Sinks 2020. Oh has, man, you should have a slice of cake or something. Has finally won. Dude, I can finally delete it from my notes. I've just nominated this show so many times in a row. Um, and it's... Uh, as far as I know, it, I believe it takes place after, like, supposedly after, like, the 2020 Olympics. Uh, it's like, a, I guess a disaster happens. I really don't know much about the show. I've just seen the the little still shot image of Netflix, on Netflix. So I've always had it on my watch list, and I know it's 10 episodes. Like I said, it's on Netflix. So if you guys want to watch along with us, that's what we're going to be covering yeah. next week. Um, and it looks like it was actually based on, like, a a novel from, like, the 70s. So interesting i'm just looking at some of like the like the wikipedia page on it um mm-hmm. yeah it looks like it, i guess an earthquake happens after the olympics and 
I guess the events that follow after that is what the anime is, so. Yeah. Seems pretty interesting. It's something I've been wanting to watch for a while now, so I'm glad we can yeah, hey. we're able to cover that. Um yeah, I am all for it. And now Chris, we talked a little bit about before the podcast started. Um because your favorite anime is coming out with another season here in a couple weeks. Oh god, I can't fucking word. It's like <laughs> March twenty seventh, dude. It's less than a month away. And of course we're talking about My Hero Academia. This is what is this season? Why GDR five? we are. Season five, I believe. Season five, sure as shit is. Man, look at really looking forward to that. I think we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and just <laughs> throw that in. Um, yeah, dude, I I one hundred percent. So after we should do it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, so after Japan sinks, I guess we're just gonna we'll probably cover all ten episodes of that just in one one shot, and just kind of have a longer episode for next week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm down for that trying to think of how many episodes are in a season of my hero is it 24 Oh, let's take a quick look i I know it's like 24 26 so we'll probably have to break it down and obviously episodes per season yeah two two per season uh uh, well let's see here let me just double check here because it looks like episode season one has it looks like 13 episodes season two has Looks like they're thirteen episodes a piece. Am I? But I guess it depends on like where because it's hard to know where they split the season sometimes. Yeah, I always just let me see. Because I could have sworn My Hero Academia has like sixty something episodes, right? Oh yeah, they're deep in there. Unless I'm just talking uh, talking crazy here. Let's see here. No, I mean. I mean, like, I, I mean, technically, season one does end at the after the um, the fight inside of the the training facility. Really? Yeah, that's technically the end of season. Like when one. the villains first show up. Yeah, yeah. When they um, because stained uh, stain is really the big villain in season two for like the first half of season two. Then it goes into the uh, no, sorry, it goes, it goes the fight, uh, them training, and the fight ends in the the training facility. Then they do the festival, or the, uh, the the sports festival. Then the stain arc. Then after that, it's um, no, it's season four coming up. Yeah, season four because this is a, uh, or is it season five? Fuck. Because then it's the the Kaich- the Kaichisaki season. Then it's like the Whatchamashit season. Like when Endeavor takes over. Yeah. Yeah. So we got. 88 episodes to cover so it, it we're gonna be breaking this one down for quite a few weeks um okay yeah technically season four season three and that's right that's right that's right season three is when they go train and like deck like they they beat like the the cat trio yeah i skipped an entire fucking arc there <laughs> that's all good um, season four because season three ends like when they meet miria and they train with him uh they meet the upper and they meet the upper class and that's where that season ends yeah, so it looks like we'll break down season one in one episode, and then seasons two, three, and four will all mm-hmm. be two two parters. Yeah, I am all about that. I'm uh, excited. And then I, much excite. I'm assuming that season five will probably also be 25 episodes, so we'll probably throw in the the My Hero Academia movies in between, mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure we don't we don't want to get to season five too early. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited about that. I'm actually excited for Japan Sinks as well. That's another one that I haven't seen. 
Yeah, and My Hero, I've only seen it, <clears throat> outside of season one, I've only seen it just one time through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to go back over that, uh, just because there's a lot, a lot of stuff I really don't remember too much about. Uh, oh, fair. It, it'll be nice to get a little refresher course before season five rolls along. And Oh, uh, absolutely. But yeah, guys, so look forward to that. And then, of course, if you guys want to vote on our polls that we have, you guys can follow us over on our, on our Twitter page at Shonen and Suds. You guys can like us on Facebook, which is also just at Shonen and Suds. Um, and just watch along. Watch Japan Sinks with us. It's only 10 episodes. It's on Netflix. And, yeah, that's going uh, to be a fast boy. I yeah, love it. Quick one and done. Uh, we'll cover the whole the whole series from the tail of the tape to the to the ending credits next week. You mean the whole kit and caboodle, Cody? That's a lot right. Of K's. That is right, or Chris. C's, depending on what depending on where you come from. That is right, Chris. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a, a, just a shorter episode this week. I know it's like it's just Ponyo. That's that's really all we have this week. I don't know if you got anything you want to add in here, Chris, before we before we close this thing out. No, nah, man. No, nah, man. I'm always, I'm just excited to move on. On to the next. Like the G- the Ghibli movies are always a very nice little interlude. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, guys. With that being said, my name is Cody Snodgrass, and I am Chris Adams. And thank you for bearing with me this week with my voice. And thank you, and thank you, Cody, for really doing all the heavy lifting there. Like that was very impressive. Oh no problem, Chris. You know I'll be I'll be tossing you the keys when we get into my hero because. Uh, oh y'all, man! I I will be more than happy to steer the ship on that one, my friend. I was gonna say because you know <laughs> you you know those guys way way more than I do, and. Uh, God, I fucking love My Hero Academia. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. All right, guys. Well, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Yeah. Goodbye, friends. <laughs>